Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to Solutions Watch. I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. It is April of 2023, and as you might know, here on Solutions Watch, we are examining week after week ways that you can improve your life and help change the world for the better. And for this edition of the D program, I'd ask you to cast your mind back a couple of months where I was talking about building communities. And you might recall in that episode, I did leave it at the uh, at, at the point where I said, well, there are lots of different ways of starting to find the people with whom hopefully you are out there starting to grow your community organizations and finding your networks of support. But uh, I've talked about it before. We'll talk about it again. Specifically, I did talk about this subject back in August of 2021, how to meet like-minded people. So you might want to refresh your memory with regard to that edition of Solutions Watch or watch it for the first time in order to find some of the ideas that were uh, at least floating around there in August of 2021. I will start today's edition of uh, Solutions Watch with the the caveat that obviously, uh, are you expecting James Corbett sitting here in Japan to tell you wherever you are on the planet how to meet people in your area? <laughs> that it doesn't seem that likely. But at any rate, there are sort of ideas, general ideas that are out there that can be copied, adapted, or adopted for your own particular situation. And perhaps there are some networks and organizations and websites and ideas out there that, hey, why not take a look and see if they work for you? And there are many, many, many ideas out there. I think the important point of this, to put the emphasis on the right syllable, is that this this presumably is about making contact with real human beings in the real world. It's great to have online community and to be able to talk to people um, with whom you uh, can relate and understand and you can express your ideas and talk about ideas online. That's There's nothing wrong with that per se, but if that is the goal, that, that seems to, to uh, again, be putting the emphasis in the wrong place. This is presumably about actually meeting real people in the real world, but here we are in the online media space, interacting here telephonically, televisually, virtually. Um, so it's the old catch-22 of how do you tell people about things in the real world when you're online. At any rate, I can gesture in various directions and we can go from there. More to the point, this is, of course, not the James Corbett program. This is the everybody out there participation uh D program called Solutions Watch, where it's whatever you make of this. And I'm just going to throw out a bunch of ideas that have been put out there, and I'm not endorsing them as usual, as you know, from the remit of Solutions Watch. Going back to the very first episode, we're throwing ideas out there. You will find the ones that work for your own situation and and or adapt or adopt these ideas to your own situation or decide that none of them work for you and you can move right along. That is perfectly fine. So let's start this exploration by checking the comments of Building Community, uh, the Building Community's episode of Solutions Watch, because there were quite a few interesting ideas and suggestions in the, that comment section. I would suggest people go to CorbettReport.com and find that episode. It will be in the show notes of today's episode. And you can start perusing and browsing that at your own leisure. But let's look at a few of the comments that I thought were interesting. For example, Lotus Blossom joined in on that conversation by saying, a site that might help to some degree, at least with experience in gardening before uh, you try it yourself, having a teacher is always a good idea, is Worldwide Opportunities on Organic Farms. Some use permaculture because the site is dedicated to sustainable practices as a whole, but organic is the main theme. Uh, there are a few eco-villages, too. I stayed at Sustainable Kashi in Florida for three weeks. 
Even if you don't agree with all their philosophies, you can still learn about their way of living. And Lotus Blossom provides the website www.oof, that's Worldwide Opportunities on Organic Farms, .net. So again, that link will be in the show notes in case you need it. It's there in that comment. And then Gavin M. joins in on that thread um, with numerous links about woofing, as I believe it may or may not be pronounced, uh, in Canada and the U.S., um, I believe there are opportunities elsewhere in the world as well, but there are, of course, in North America, there are plenty of opportunities with regard to that, if that is something that you're interested in. Uh, Brady C. chips in, uh, we are trying to build a community on Colin. Uh, this idea won't fly without a team. And then he provides a Substack link uh, talking about this idea. He says, please join us on Colin. It's a free social podcasting app, host rooms. Anyway, there's a link there if you're interested in following up on that. Uh, Heavenly MC um, chipped in. I learned in the recent Peak Prosperity webinar of a group that is building a resiliency ranch in Arizona with plans to do more around the country. This is a budding concept slash endeavor, but sounds interesting on multiple levels. Uh, They explain it in this Lynette Zhang interview. And then, unfortunately, there's a link to GooTube. Well, plug your nose and uh, cover your assets, as it were, um, and uh, head on over there if you're interested, or their website, campfireproperties.com. Along with building a small, self-reliant community, they plan to offer homesteading courses. The community isn't necessarily a buy-in. It can also be a campsite or rental, or if it comes to it, a bug-out. I thought it was worth exploring. All right, thank you for that uh, feedback. Uh, There's Carrie W., who uh, shared uh, personal experience about trying to muster community participation in Carrie W.'s area, and then... uh, Carrie W. writes, In 2020, I began a personal letter-writing campaign to reach out to our neighbors and get to know those willing to be known. I shared how I did that here, plus personal advice in building community, and there's a link to carryweigel.com. Freedomcells.org yielded one great local relationship in 2021 that opened the doors to two new local relationships of like-minded people the same year. Um... PrepperNet.net led us to a greater, great regional relationship in 2022, which has opened doors to additional benefi- beneficial regional relationships. All right. Sounds good. Lots of links and ideas there for to follow up on if you're interested. Uh, Michelle writes uh, uh, in a letter, uh, James, since, or an email, I should say. James, since 2002, I've been striving to create what I term to be natural healing communities here in the U.S. and abroad. My former husband and I started in Jacksonville, Florida with the founding of Sankofa's Learning Center, a 501c3 nonprofit. We went from a meeting where just one person showed up to over 40 member families in the course of just two years. Our community included a sister circle, homeschool co-op, food co-op, elder care co-op, and much more. The reality was that our personal family budget underwrote the majority of the activities. In 2004, my husband left his position as a naval chaplain and the security of a dependable source of income. Subsequently, we moved to Georgia and created for a for-profit healing sanctuary with the hopes of being able to fund community programs. In 2008, I co-founded our current nonprofit, It Takes a Village uh, Ministry. ITAVministry.org. Over and over again, I've struggled to find people of like mind who are willing to take action. I even sold my home and went on the road with the Hope and Healing Tour in an effort to find these people. 
A little over a year ago, I purchased five acres to use as ground zero to building a network of eco-villages. Maybe maybe you want to avoid the term ground zero, but (laughs) I get you. Our on-site community center is home to thousands of books, videos, and other resources on health, spirituality, history, parenting, and more. Additionally, we have goats, chickens, geese. We also have plans to create mini homes and create ample gardens to feed the continuing members, contributing members. All right. Lots of information there, and there's the link that you can follow if you want more information from Michelle. So thank you for injecting that. Uh, Also, a recent comment on the site. No one is coming to save us. We must do it ourselves. The political party system has hijacked democracy. Ruled by money, it serves the tyranny of wealth rather than the well-being of the public. Direct democracy, beginning at the local level, is the only thing that will restore our natural rights and freedoms. Just launched a safe, anonymous search tool to connect neighbors and initiate local resistance. Check it out. Spread the word. Thank you, localresistance.org. All right. Lots and lots of ideas there. Lots of links. Once again, I'm not putting the James Corbett stamp of approval guarantee on any of these. As always, there's lots of things out there, some of which will work for you, some of which won't, some of which might resonate, some of which probably won't. At any rate, I know that you are capable, independent human beings who can figure this out for yourself. But let's throw more ideas out there because there are plenty more to follow up on. And speaking of following up, let's follow up on one idea for meeting like-minded people that came from that How to Meet Like-Minded People edition of Solutions Watch from 2021, where you might recall I talked about Unjected, which started out as an app, specifically an app for connecting unvaccinated people. It was essentially, I believe, first marketed as a sort of dating opportunity for unvaccinated people to meet and uh, potentially fall in love. Um, But there's many other aspects to what uh, Unjected was about, connecting people in various ways, um, business relationships and otherwise. Well, since that time in 2021, there's been a number of developments with regards to Unjected, um, which again is an online way that potentially could lead to actual real-world relationships of various sorts, and even some health-related relationships, blood donations, and other such things. What on earth is going on with Unjected these days? Well, back in 2021, I talked to Shelby Thompson, one of the founders of Unjected, about what was then the app and uh, what it did and how people could use it. Well, I recently had the chance to talk to Shelby about the latest developments of Unjected. So I started by getting her to remind us about what Unjected is and what it was created to do. So I believe maybe when we caught up, we might have actually still been an app uh, or just removed from the Apple store. So, but Unjected is a platform for people who believe in medical freedom, you know, COVID-19 unvaccinated adults who are looking for dating or friendship. We have sensor-free social feeds. And uh, most importantly, of one of our more newer features has been blood match and fertility directory use as well. Uh, but, you know, due to censorship, we have kind of been playing chess with our big tech giants and the establishment. And so uh, we've actually just gone completely web-based. And so now the platform for people who may have known us as an app is no longer an app and it's just going to be on injected.com. Awesome. All right. Tell us about those updates then. Tell us what are some of the newest functionalities and what people can do with the website. 
Yeah. So I, if you were on the original app, you'll remember it was definitely, it was our beginner system, you know, as we were growing. So now on the new system, we have, you know, a high functioning messaging system, um, as well as, you know, gosh, with our social feed, it's a lot like Instagram and dare I say Facebook, where you can actually go and communicate with, you know, uh, your like-minded friends. You can go and post. You're not going to feel like you're being limited or censored like you do on other social media platforms. You know, we don't have those uh, taglines at the bottom of posts, you know, being fact-checked. And more recently, we've been wanting to add some new groups features as well. So you're going to actually be able to do some group chattings within the uh, within the social feed and as well as uh, messaging in our connections feature. So we're going to have all kinds of new features coming up soon, uh, but we're definitely trying to keep it multifaceted. So it doesn't matter if it's for you know dating or for a friendship, but everybody is welcome here. And, uh, you know, you deserve to find your people no matter what. <laughs> Awesome. That is a message that will resonate with people. But unfortunately, of course, it's a a message that uh, ruffles the feathers of some people who dislike the idea of people being unvaccinated, let alone trying to meet other unvaccinated people. And obviously that has drawn ire and attention. And of course, as people might have seen last June, the Daily Dot had an expose of Unjected talking about a user data breach that they were uh, finding out about. Tell us, tell us what happened there and what came of it. For sure. Well, it was actually, um, it was a kid who referred himself to as Anthony Fauci. So you can assume, you know, he had uh, a certain intent in place here. And of course, the internet being the way it is, uh, you know, there's a lot of really intelligent, uh, you know, hackers and people in general. But what was our uh, specific issue is what what had happened is we had just launched our website less than a week and a half earlier. And so we were in the process of a, we had a demo server and a live server and we would up, do updates back and forth uh, pretty much consistently within, you know, I mean, in our 24 hour period, it would happen so often that we had kind of both of these uh, servers open for us to use simultaneously. And he actually just went out of his way to get into our demo server. And it was, you know, it's funny, the story for the Daily Dot is really actually mostly legitimate lies because he claims that he was able to change, you know, credit card information and all kinds of this stuff. And we actually never even had this uh, implemented. Uh, You know, they go on to talk about home addresses, which is something we've never asked for uh, in our platform, as well as, you know, birthdays and stuff like, uh, you know, personal information we've never acquired as data. But, you know, this this gentleman decided that, you know, it would make a fun story to say that. So, you know, they, uh, you know, but by the time the story was even released we had closed uh you know both both of them down from our edit mode so you know this this gentleman was not looking at anything um but you know of course mainstream media being what it was they really had a fun time with it but you know it got us some exposure on uh, jimmy fallon and actually that day alone we had just a, a sore of you know members and that was you know so long ago it seems like everyone uh says you know well we know the internet is a wild place, but you know we've we've definitely gone out of our way to to make it as secure as we possibly can. But uh, you know, I always tell people if, if it makes you feel more comfortable, you can always use you know a, a pseudo name or you know a profile 
profile picture that's maybe not, uh, you know, maybe it's your dog or something you like to eat, but <laughs> there's always that ways you can uh, circumnavigate uh, that as well. <laughs> and and just, okay, so just to be clear on that note, what, what information do you and do you not require to use the site? Do you need people's yeah. birthdays and home addresses and all of that? I mean, so so what the algorithm does is, you know, technically it uses these fields to uh, curate your experience, you know, so it says, you know, if I go in there and I say I'm 28, you basically I put my birthday in just so the algorithm is, you know, finding me that appropriate match. But you, it's not for, for us on Injected, it's not a mandatory thing for you to use the, you know, the, the correct information, you know, you could use anything you wanted to. And, you know, we, we don't mind as long as it's a birthday over 18, uh, you know, you're, you're welcome. And so, you know, a lot of people I've noticed they'll, you know, maybe they'll just use a different birthday, uh, or, you know, they'll use a profile picture. That's like a, you know, a cartoon of them, you know, people are all, uh, open to do whatever they like, but you know, these things aren't mandatory. We don't ask for phone numbers either. So basically when you sign up for the, uh, for the solution, you just provide an email address. Awesome. Um, and I hope people do, uh, if uh, it's kind of the, the catch 22, you want to connect with people and you want to become part of a community. You want to find other people, but you also want to protect your privacy. So I guess there are things to negotiate there, but, um, once again, tell people about the website, how they can sign up, um, and what they can expect once they sign up. What's the process like? Yeah. So yeah, when you go to injected.com and you go through the sign-up process, we'll just of course gather that little bit of information to curate your, you know, experience as far as like what you're looking for. So you can set your profile option for dating, friendships, community, and then actually uh, over the course of time, we've been received a lot of, you know, people reaching out that said I was vaccinated and I extremely regret my decision. And you know, is there a place for me? And of course, you know, it's it's not us to decide whether someone wants a vaccinated partner or not, you know, medical freedom is above all in this decision. And so we did include a category called vax afflicted. So, you know, if you were vaccinated and you uh, are feeling regretful of that, you are welcome as well. And then of course you could choose your profile for any. And so then basically when you get into the website, you can uh, go to our connections feature, which is where you'll search members anywhere in the United States or are actually up to 85 different countries uh, we have members in. And so you can uh, filter based on, you know, interest or star sign, profession, anything that would, you know, be of interest, uh, interest to you, you can, you know, pick and choose. And uh, then if you were to move on, we also have a listings category, which is going to be more for our businesses and our professionals. So if you're more focused on, you know, uh, marketing your your business, or you have, you know, a service for to offer our members, you could act absolutely go and list in there. I would kind of say it's a little bit like a, a new age Craigslist uh, for medical freedom. <laughs> and so, you know, you can look for uh, job opportunities or uh, housing as well. There's a multitude of different categories within there. And uh, of course, like I mentioned earlier, our social feed, which is, you know, of course, where a lot of the action of uh, just general discourse is always going down. And then with our blood match and fertility directories, we've really been, you know, working on the infrastructure as far as making this a reality one day, you know, of being able to offer this to actual people, you know, where do we get the blood to each other and how do we, you know, beat the societal 
issue that we are facing, you know, with surgeons and hospitals and doctors actually allowing, you know, patients to choose their, you know, designated donor. But right now the system we have in place is our uh, match system, which is a lot like a directory. So you can go in. And so, for example, I would say I'm Shelby, I'm A negative, I'm in Hawaii, and you know, here's my email or my contact information, or you could message them through the injected site. Uh, and then as well, you know, that's the same for fertility donors, you know, so everything we've, you know, we've seen implications everywhere. You know, the new JAMA study that showed mRNA in breast milk, which is extremely frightening. So we do have those categories for sperm, eggs, breast milk, uh, embryos, and as well as surrogates. So there is literally a little bit of everything for everybody on injected. So it doesn't matter if you're, you know, young and looking for, you know, a new, a new uh, social scene, or, you know, perhaps you're a grandma and you're looking for a new connection, you know, it's, you're welcome here. <laughs> the doors are wide open. All right. Um, all right, Shelby. Awesome. It's exactly. good to hear the update. How many users have you got these days? Yeah, absolutely. So we are well over uh, 100,000 in the whole entire world. But since we started over on the app, one unfortunate thing is we were not able to transport excuse me, transfer profiles from the app to the new website. So it's kind of like, a, you know, a fresh slate and we had to start over. Uh, but we are, gosh, well over 30,000 now um, since since then. So, you know, we're finding all of our old user base and they're kind of uh, filtering in. And, and then we usually see about 3,000 uh, plus organic new users finding us every month too. So there's still lots of people, you know, uh, that have just finally discovered us, even though we've been around for a little while now. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to let the uh, viewers know about before we go? Yeah, we do have a uh, podcast actually that we've been doing, which I would love to invite you on as well. And it's going to be on Friday. Well, it is Friday evenings and we live stream it on rockfin.com forward slash injected. And it's kind of a, a, a play on the old radio show Love Line. So we have a, a toll free number and members in the community can actually call in and tell us your wild stories about living in this post 2020 world, you know, whether it's a, a dating story or, you know, maybe a life story. If you want to get advice, uh, it's me and a couple other of my fellow amazing co-hosts. And uh, so we do that at 9 p.m. on Fridays, uh, that's Eastern time, and it's called The Unjected Show. So I welcome everyone. Uh, if you have want to have a you know a little cathartic moment, and maybe tell us a story about how you were kicked out of Thanksgiving dinner, uh, or you know try to find a love of your life on the our little show, uh, come on, come on by. <laughs> Once again, that was Shelby Thompson of Unjected.com. Of course, Unjected's uh, website will be linked up in the show notes here if you're interested in checking that out. But that, I think, is actually a great reminder of some of the reasons why we don't want to make all of our contact simply virtual and why it is always a good idea to salt your data. Yes, you might recall from the previous Solutions Watch episode that I did on salting your data that it is a good idea not to give your full legal name and birth date and address and everything else to any site, even ones that you do trust um, for any reason, because of course they can be hacked or there can be problems. 
I think it is always a good idea to salt your data whenever you are interacting online. And when you are ready to take things offline into the real world with people, then you can start exchanging various information. But maybe a good idea not to put all of those eggs in one basket. But this is part of the problem of trying to find real-life community via virtual spaces. Maybe it makes more sense to find people in real life through real life. And there are many ways of doing that too. Well, let's look at another idea that is coming together and coming to fruition in some form or other that I uh, was informed about recently via an email. And let me just share some of that email uh, with you. It's from Rayo Tu, the coordinator of the Free Republic of Paznia, who is a practitioner of Vonyu? <laughs> what? <laughs> He writes, in short, vonu is an awkward contraction of the words voluntary, not vulnerable, and the goal of its practitioners is to become as invulnerable to coercion as humanly possible, both from public coercers, government, and private coercers, private violators of person and property. This is done by way of radical lifestyle changes, such as van nomadism, perpetual traveling, financial independence, off-grid homesteading, society uh, security culture, minimalist sailboating, etc., uh, since then, especially around April 2020, my focus expanded more into building a parallel network slash parallel society founded upon the principles of truth, voluntarism, and peace. To that end, I declared my independence from the USSA and founded the Free Republic of Paznia, P.A.Z.Z.N.I.A., the first free and geographically independent geographically independent country. The country aspect is mostly dressing for a cooperative and what I call culture jamming, making fun of the idea of countries. But as I said, the idea is a worldwide vetted parallel network. And it's far more than an idea. At current, there are about 150 of the most radical self-liberators in our Telegram chat. We're in the process of putting together the Paznia map slash directory, which will include self-sufficient homesteads, city squat spots for van nomads, guerrilla gardening plots, local health food stores, local farms, and much more. This map will help our van nomads and others to create, literally create our own logistics and transportation network. A Paznia general Bitcoin fund for mutual aid and building the Paznia network. The Paznia seed exchange. A growing department of health and wellness featuring the Aquacare, a Rife machine, and more. Investigation into breakthrough energy, such as using Brown's gas slash hydrogen, a magnetic motor which we had donated and many other potentialities, and much, much more. There's a lot happening, and I know many folks in your audience would make fantastic additions to this parallel network, and I know I could bring a lot of valuable solutions in general. And Rayo2 was kind enough to provide this short video introduction to the idea of the Paznia Free Republic. Howdy. Rayo2, coordinator of the Free Republic of Paznia here. Thank you, James, and uh, thank you, viewer or listener, uh, for the opportunity to introduce you to the Free Republic and uh, what we've got going on here. Uh, to make a really long story short, in 2019, I happened upon uh, this 22-acre homestead uh, about 90 miles out, uh, 90 miles east of St. Louis, uh, USSA in southern Illinois. Uh, at that time, I really didn't have, have many plans for it, uh, but quite synchronistically and uh, wildly, things have turned out uh, rather interesting. Flash forward a year or so uh, to about April 2020, uh, when the fake pandemic really kicked off. Uh, I bought my first couple of goats and a couple of lambs, uh, getting my feet wet in the realm of food self-sufficiency. The following month, uh, my buddy Jason Henza, uh, who you might have seen on the recent HBO documentary series The Anarchist, uh, visited and decided that I'd try to host a Freedom Festival here. 
uh, if I could even get anyone to come out, uh, you know, to Southern Illinois. I thought it was, you know, thought it was a long shot. I was rather optimistic. I was, wasn't super optimistic, I'll put it that way. The entire event was organized privately on Signal and Keybase. Uh, and I only invited folks that I'd known for multiple years from Freedom Festivals, uh, primarily the Midwest Peace and Liberty Fest in Michigan. So it was very, uh, very small set of people. I really yeah, wasn't too optimistic about you know how many people would be, would be coming out. Before long, I declared my 20-acre homestead to be an independent country and uh, began planning the big rebirth of freedom ceremony. Around 30 self-liberators uh, made it out for the ceremonial signing, uh, my speech, and uh, really just an amazing inaugural gathering here at Veritas Pasnia, uh, the spectacle that may have been. So what is Pasnia? Pasnia is a geographically independent country, the first free country in existence. Uh, the others have a monopoly on the use of force and coercion. Rather, a, uh, or I guess further, a better way to think of Pasnia is uh, as a worldwide freedom cooperative of sorts, a parallel network. Uh, cooperatives only serve cooperative members. Uh, we do the same things as co-ops. Uh, we have raw eggs and milk, uh, etc. But this strategy is far more overreaching. So the name and the, and the background and the, and the meaning to PASNIA. So um, PAS, the acronym, uh, P-A-Z, is, uh, is an acronym for Permanent Autonomous Zone. Uh, and autonomous zones are pockets of freedom wherein we can be free. Uh, I guess there's a couple distinctions. Temporal, I guess, so there's uh, temporary and permanent autonomous zones. And uh, those denote the temporal time span of you know, the, the zone or the, the area. So rather than all gathering in one area permanently, uh, we're utilizing decentralization principles and uh, the use of mobility. And legally speaking, uh, PASNIA nodes are spread across many different jurisdictions, uh, state to state in the USSA, and uh, even in Europe, uh, Mexico soon, uh, etc. And uh, the other, I guess, meaning for uh, PAS, P-A-Z, uh, is PAS in Spanish means peace. And uh, peace is definitely the life essence here at PASNIA. As you can, you can probably see and feel around me, um, you know, the, the serenity and the peace. Um, that's what we're, we're all about. Um, so at this point, I, I must say, uh, it's nearly impossible to lay out, all the, full, lay out the full vision, uh, the purpose, the possibilities, uh, and eventualities of such a network uh, in a couple of our podcasts, let alone a short video. So um, please do use the resources uh, below. All right. With that intriguing introduction, I'm sure there will be some people in the audience who are very eager to learn more and some people who have seen enough. <laughs> and both perspectives are perfectly fine and valid. If you are interested in learning more about what PASNIA is, how it is currently functioning, what it plans to do in the future, what has been created, and in what various stages those projects are, you can start uh, exploring PASNIA.com. I'll, of course, include the links that has some of the information about this and links to some of the various ventures and how to become a stakeholder, <laughs> S-T-E-A-K, stakeholder. Ha ha ha. And uh, there's lots of very interesting links about what is being done and the, uh, the library that's being created and other projects that are being um, done, uh, especially that map idea. That, uh, But again, this is a vetted parallel society network, so you have to be vetted before you can join. So there is in information on the pasnia.com uh, page about that and a email address there, coordinator at pasnia.com, if you're looking to get more information about that. Um, but 
once again, this is just one of many, many, many different ideas that are out there. Uh, we've already looked at several, several of them. Um, here's a few more, just a couple more that I will throw out. Uh, I will note that I did have an entire episode of Solutions Watch on Stand in the Park when it first came about. You might recall that back during that time of the lockdowns and how dare you go outside your home unless it's to exercise, well, people began exercising their natural human right to freedom of expression and freedom of assembly and started standing in parks as a literal way of A, making their nonviolent protest, but B, perhaps more importantly, actually meeting like-minded people and connecting with them. And I know I did hear from people who said, James, why did you never talk about Stand in the Park? I had an entire episode on it. <laughs> did you did you search for it? Anyway, I will note that uh, standinthepark.org is uh, still up right now and has various resources and events and things uh, surrounding it. And uh, so I'd be interested to hear if there are people in the audience who are still involved with that idea. Um, here's another idea that uh, crossed my radar recently. Libertarian drinks, um, also known as Third Wednesday. The idea is have a beer, put the world to rights every third Wednesday. And this is specifically UK based. Actually, there's um, some um, Ireland, uh, in Dublin meetup as well. There's a map there on libertariandrinks.com of the various places where there is um, a, a pub in your area that is participating in this. And the idea is uh, Libertarian Drinks was started to allow those of us with a natural aversion to big government to meet up and chew the cud. Everyone is welcome. Just don't expect us to be politically correct. Use the map below to find drinks hosted near you, or you can host your own. Get in touch if you want your drinks to be added to the map. And there is, a, as I say, a map of the UK and Ireland, but actually if you uh, expand out, there's room for drinks everywhere. So maybe we'll start to see more uh, places appear on that map. At any rate, that's for the uh, the people in the audience in that area of the world. Um, but there are a million, a billion such things that are going on that uh, I have no idea about. And of course, I'm not going to be able to itemize them all, let alone deliver your own personal, oh, here's what's happening in your area. <laughs> but I'm sure as on that note, there are, there are many, many people out there who have many, many other ideas of how to meet like-minded people, organizations through which um, things are being done, or just ideas on a personal level for meeting other people. I'm sure there are other people in the audience with their, their arms folded saying, community is for shills and who cares and whatever. All of those expressions and all of those points are valid expressions of different people's points of view on the subject. And I am interested in hearing them. I'm sure other people are. That is what the comment section on CorbettReport.com is for to continue this exploration of Solutions Watch. As I have stated over and over, Solutions Watch is about throwing ideas out there, seeing what works for you, adopting and adapting things that could work in different circumstances and situations, sharing ideas, and discarding things that don't work. And uh, that, of course, is not something that I can do for you. It's something that we have to do together, or you have to do for yourself, and you can share those ideas. So I do invite Corporate Report members to in participate in the comments uh, discussion uh, in this edition of Solutions Watch. I think we're going to leave it there for today. There will be lots and lots of links to the various things that we've talked about and looked at so far today. Uh, but there will be many, many more links in the comments, I'm sure. And those will be worth checking out as well as we continue this ongoing exploration of different ideas for finding like-minded people and then building things on top of it. And maybe we want to start talking about the types of things that can be built on top of community after this point. But at any rate, I think that's going to do it for today's edition of Solutions Watch. I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, thanking you for joining me and looking forward to talking to you again in the very near future.